welcome back. Whoop, whoop. So we have two special guests today. All right, it's a very special episode. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. So Jacob, since this is the first guest that you invited, why don't you go ahead and introduce him? I have invited my uh, longtime friend and um, almost family. In fact, he is literally my brother. This is Jude. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi. Uh, you got me worried there. I was thought like Frank was going to go first. Uh, um, yeah. Hi. Um, Jake's brother. Younger but bigger. Younger but bigger um, in various ways. <laughs> wow. But we'll leave that. That's not what I meant. He has a bigger heart. Yes. I'm very jaded. <laughs> so and then my guest is my little brother my baby brother frankie Aww. but he doesn't like to go by frankie he likes to go by frank okay i was wondering about yeah. that yeah what's up frank all right hello <laughs> all right hello <laughs> a man of little he is a man of uh small talk little world what, what is it little few words. words few words there we go he's a man of small talk so how's the weather <laughs> Small words, a uh, few words. So he, we will hear him, but he won't be probably too, too many comments. So there's a reason that we've invited these two. It's actually because they are subject matter experts in today's topic, which is... We are going to be talking about video games, <laughs> even though our last episode almost seemed like we were talking about video games instead of collections. We should have like an 8-bit version, like doo -doo -doo, of the intro music. That would be pretty good. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, me either. I could probably help make it. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Believe it or not, I'm kind of experienced in this topic. Oh, Jude is Ooh. actually literally experienced in making 8-bit video game soundtrack music. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And kind of real music, but I wouldn't consider what I do music. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm the same way. We'll find out. <laughs> cool. So, once again, guys, sorry for that late upload last week. Hopefully this one won't be too late, because... This is going to be our special episode, just we're aiming for two hours. Yeah, we're going to shoot for it somewhere around there, in the ballpark. Yeah, it's going to take a long time to edit that. That will be fun. <laughs> Those 30 minutes of me making a drink didn't count then? No, they don't. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> so how about a little background on each uh, each of our four players' um, video game experience? Raquel, yeah. do you play a lot of video games? Well, before we do that, I would just like to also point out that you just had a birthday. He did. This is the one that we have given multiple, multiple shout-outs for birthdays for the past, <laughs> like, two podcasts. Yeah, you got a few. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can tell there's um, recorded proof that I did not 100% know your birthday. However, I guessed the 24th. I was pretty sure it was the 24th, and I was correct. I mean, you admitted it to me earlier. <laughs> that's okay. But I guess right. You did. You got it. <laughs> Frankie doesn't remember my birthday at all, or or Nick's, so... Or anyone's. Or anyone's, exactly. Jude is 20 now. He's finally joined the Cool Kids Club. Yeah. It, it wasn't really cool till I got here, though, so um, <laughs> don't get your hopes... I'm just kidding. Saucy. I'll mind myself this podcast, I promise. <laughs> First and last podcast he's been invited to. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> just kick him from the chat. No, I'm just teasing. Jude's been banhammered. <laughs> no, we're always making fun of each other and the guests and the uh, the listeners too. Oh yeah, we we probably have lost so many listeners. We hold no punches. <laughs> I'm trying to think if anyone specifically gets most of the punches. I don't think so. Everyone everyone just gets under fire. I was going to mention one, but I don't want to pull them back into the fire. Uh, <laughs> we'll just let it. Speaking out of the past. <laughs> cool. So let's go ahead and I guess we'll talk about what kind of consoles that we all play, um, 
maybe some games that we're playing right at the consoles. moment. Consoles. I don't know, gaming systems, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. How else do you call it? Yeah, just um, platforms. I'm just giving you a hard time. There you go. Okay, platforms. Obviously, I am not the video game expert, or else I would have known that, I feel like. Anyways, um, so we'll talk about kind of what games we're playing, maybe what our favorite is. So uh, I guess I'll go, I'll go first. Sure. What do you play? So I have an Xbox One. Okay, cool. I also have a Nintendo Wii U. Wii U. Out of the two, I probably played the Xbox One the most, which is not very much. Top three games. Top three games. Of course, Zelda. Okay. For the Wii U, I assume, not... I do like Breath of the Wild, but I think my favorite still, of course, is Ocarina of Time. Oh, nice. A classic. We'll probably get into that kind of topic later. Oh, we definitely are. <laughs> oh, for sure. Let's see here. The Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Okay. And, of course, Minecraft. Duh. Oh, of course. That's super classic. <laughs> yeah. Some of the games I'm playing right now. I just bought Mortal Kombat, so I haven't had a chance to play that yet. Frankie's been playing it, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I just also got Jump Force. I haven't had a chance to play that one. I haven't even heard of that. Jump Force is the one with all the anime characters in it. Oh, all the shonen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's got Dragon Ball, Naruto. And Shaggy going Ultra Instinct. Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, I got it. That's me for now. So who wants to go next? <laughs> I guess I'll go. I play a lot of Fallout. Um, big Fallout fan. Uh, looking Don't at forget to say your platform. Poster. Oh, yeah. PC gamer, mostly. Not so much that I'm a snob, although I am a snob. But mostly because I can't just... I just don't have... Well, now I have a spot. Back when I was doing most of my gaming, I did not have a massive TV in a living any or a living room. Um, So why would I have a console when I could just play on PC? And just dedicate to that. So that's pretty much... It was more a restriction than anything. And that's pretty much what I play. Although I have played... I grew up on a GameCube. I played an Xbox 360. And we had a Wii as well. Um, and I've played a little bit at friends... I've played a little bit of everything on different friends' house and stuff. That's pretty much that. I guess my top three games would be Fallout, like I mentioned. Or pretty much anything Bethesda. Except 76. Because, you know... Um, I've also been playing a lot of World of Tanks. I do a lot of first-person shooters and stuff like that. Just different stuff. I like real-time strategy games. Big Age of Empires fan. A little bit of everything. Like, not a single one of those games, like, other than Fallout, do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm all over the place. Frank, how about you? What are you playing these days? Well, um, PlayStation 4 player, and, uh, probably my three favorite games is most of the Assassin's Creed games and uh okay and probably some the Spider-Man game the new one right now the, yeah okay I got a buddy who played that he said it's really good yeah and then right now I've been playing Days Gone right now it's pretty good okay very cool very cool and Jude how about you oh um I consider myself a little bit of an MLG gamer um I've been doing Fortnite and Doki Doki Literature I'm just kidding I, I haven't played any of those games <laughs> So, pretty much everything that you had when you were a kid, Jake, was an incredible influence on me. Completely unrelated. Just kidding. <laughs> the first game I ever recall ever playing, you know, besides like Pac-Man and stuff like that, was on GameCube. Uh, I think it was like 2006 when we got our GameCube, Jake. Yeah, around there. I remember you unboxing it on Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. That was really interesting. And the first game that I got to see you play was Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition. Yeah, classic. Uh, the promotional disc with uh, the Wind, Wind Waker tutorial, or I guess trial. There we go. 30-minute demo. That was a 20-minute demo. I'm looking at it now. That was amazing. 
It had Zelda 1, Zelda 2. It had um, Majora's, Mask Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. And Ocarina of Time. That was amazing for me, watching that. That was what I learned what a video game really, really was. Uh, seeing the extent of that on, like, especially, like, the cutting edge of 2006. The GameCube is something I still hold, like, very, very dear. You've still got a GameCube that you've... Have yeah, you, yeah. Have you modded it, or you just know about modding it? Um, I just know about modding it. I don't really want to touch it. I want to keep it close to the original. I got you. Basically because it's a nostalgia machine. Right. For me, that's what I consider consoles. You got, like... 50 games for it like four controllers is pretty cool yeah i got my own little like special case <laughs> and uh it's pretty cool I, I keep it handy he wasn't kidding about the mlg part yes i was <laughs> i'm gonna get pinged by like all these real mlg gamers they're just gonna like slam me on everything <laughs> so yeah I've, I've got a gamecube and that's like really the extent of my console knowledge but you do a lot of pc gaming too I do, but that's not a console. Oh, or just talking platforms, though. Yeah, yeah. PC is pretty much where I spend most of my time, majorly because since I was like, I think 12, I got into building computers. Nice. And that was maybe like 13-ish. And I started really enjoying the platform of computers because I had so much control over what I could do. I think the three top games I'll play kind of varies, majorly because... Well, I don't want to say majorly. I do like YouTube and stuff, so that kind of has an effect on it. Yeah, the trends that come and go. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple favorite games in my library, but I'll just talk about, like, I'm a huge fan of the Dark Souls series. Oh, that's true. I really enjoy the difficulty of that. It's I feel like you've got to put in a lot, but the amount you get out is a lot of reward for your... Yeah, when you finally beat the challenge. When you finally beat the challenge, you know, it's kind of like that Rocky moment. <laughs> You're putting your hands up over the stairway. I think that's what Frankie plays, right? You play Dark Souls, right, Frank? I played it, yeah. I played the second one. The second one's the only one I haven't played. I've been, I've heard that it's like the best one. As far as, the, okay, so from a perspective of competitive player versus player, I've heard the second one is the best one for it. Okay. I don't really know why that person said that. I played the second one, which was really... Yeah, I didn't really know too much about it. I just knew it was a really good game, so I tried it pretty hard, but I got the hang of it. Okay, well, um, I hate to storm on all of you, but I've heard the second one is actually the worst in the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what is good about the second one is it's DLC, though. That's one that everyone was going crazy about, majorly because they've got like a ham bat or something, and everyone loves using that in PvP. So that might have been what you heard. Maybe. <laughs> Granted, like games are very they're very specific to types of people who play them. Oh yes. If you like Dark Souls two, you know, if you think it's a wonderful game, that's fine, you know. You can think <laughs> every game's good like Fortnite, you know. But Could you be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's two Fortnite jokes. <laughs> Just alienate those players. That's Frankie. <laughs> oh no. I've only played it with other people. I don't like playing it by myself. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You'd feel kinda like a loser if you played it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm just gonna like stop that well what about some don't you know should we move on into the uh okay well let's talk a little bit to our guests so that they kind of know what that is i mean they might know so basically what we do is we just do don't you know that we feel are like kind of unsaid rules about the topic which would be video games yeah don't pick on fortnite that's one of them <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the kids hitting you back <laughs> For the reference, or for future reference, I, har I harbor no real ill will towards anyone who plays any game. Yeah, it's all about having fun. Usually. Unless they're better than me. There are objectively <laughs> better ways to have fun than others. <laughs> and so, and normally what we do is we also start off with, don't you know, and then whatever the unsaid rule is. We try to do that. It doesn't always work out. So, do we have an example? 
Okay, I can go ahead and start it. Uh, don't you know that one does not simply pause an online game? <laughs> That's a good one. Pretty good old meme. The, the mom, just just come to dinner. I can't say, just save it and turn it off. I can't save it and turn it off. I think Frankie, out of me, my brother, well, maybe maybe Frank, Nick too, but um, mom used to always do that to both of them. I didn't play too many online games, so I didn't really have that problem, but mom would do it all the time to Frankie and Nick. Come on, go do this. Mom, I can't pause the game. <laughs> I've been on this mission for 45 minutes. If I exit now, it's all <laughs> wasted. That's the worst. Don't you know, slamming the keyboard is a surefire way to get your mom to not understand what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, slamming keyboards and equipment is like, oh, my gosh. It's so cathartic. It's it's very nice, but then you break it, and that's not very nice. Well, it terrified me as a child. Thanks, Jake. <sighs> Yeah, I've gotten better. <laughs> As if you've never thrown a controller. Come on. I have never thrown a controller. Never thrown a controller. I've never done it. Don't you know? Don't you, you know? Die? Sorry. Don't I was going to say, know? don't you know? Oh my gosh. There is like a, a second up. delay because we're East Coast to West Coast. So sometimes Go it's, for it, it's tough to get used to. You, okay. you own the show. Go for it. Okay. Don't you know if you die for a stupid reason that you have to rage quit? <laughs> sometimes the stupid reason is called the rest of my team, though. <laughs> How do you how do you handle that? Sometimes the stupid reason is called get good. <laughs> um, I guess we could talk about um. Well, don't your brother had a don't you know? Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I forgot it. Oh okay. As <laughs> you say, don't you know? Don't interrupt Raquel while she's doing her don't you know. <laughs> so how about I take this path on a course then? How about we talk about the applications of video games in real world? Yeah, things that they have an application to. So that was something I was expecting you guys to ask. What do you mean, like, applications? So do you mean, like, how it, like, improves reflexes or, like, will make your driving better or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. That, that sounds good. Okay. I can talk on that. I've got... I do some VR racing. And once upon a time, I looked at the radio. And when I looked up, the person in front of me hit his brakes. Admittedly, I was following a little closely. But, uh, yeah, it definitely swerved. I think I've talked about this on a previous episode. But yeah, VR racing definitely uh, dodged obstacles in there. And um, yeah, I believe that translated into that maneuver. It doesn't help you with not stalling. Oh my gosh. I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm going. I was going to do the leave call noise, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> Raquel, mm -hmm. if I could see your hand, I'd be high-fiving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you stalled a lot? Two people who literally are unable to move a manual vehicle out of park are high-fiving each other. Good job. That's not true. Great That's job. not true. Great job. I stalled my fair share. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it before. Jacob has, like, stalled, like, twice. Well, I've been, I haven't gone very many places with Jacob, but the few times I have, he has stalled twice while I've been in the car. It only happens when somebody's in the car. <laughs> it only ever happens. Like, I'd be driving my car. Like... For the first time, I'd been driving for, like, less than a year when I got my car, obviously. But, like, I'd be driving around my dad, and I'd be a perfectly fine driver on the road all the time. Very safe. You know, I never wanted to, like, throw my car into situations where it wouldn't be good because it's very low torque. You know, I don't want to get stuck in an intersection or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Well, for some reason, the second my dad gets in the car, it becomes a drag race to get in the earliest accident I could possibly find. Oh, no. <laughs> And it'd be something like my dad just being like, go, you're holding up traffic or something like that. And then just like try to shoot in the intersection. He'd be like, you didn't see that car or whatever. And it's, he'd sit there and like berate me the entire drive home on what a bad driver I am or something like that. It only happens when somebody's in the car. I'll say that much. Yeah, I can drift my car sideways. I can 
park it fine, but nope, forget it. Forget it. He can't just not stop, not stall. Back to video games. Uh... I was gonna say, <laughs> let's let's detour. I was trying to take it on that route. So when I was a kid, I was in video games. Really large influence of mine. Um, in fact, coming to this college, Florida Polytechnic, um, one of our majors here is game design and taking a path, a collegiate path in working on the specifics of applications to creating games, you know, game game sound, design, platforming, and coding. Um, a lot of these things go into it, and there's a lot of work that does go into it. But my point here is it was a huge influence on me um, seeing the world on the brink of technology out in like 2006, just like the explosion of technology at the time, people just finding all these different ways to do these different things and express these different things through this medium. And for me, that kind of became how movies started to replace books. You know, granted, I'm not trying to like trigger a bunch of people by <laughs> saying that because there's a lot of people that like books, but it's undeniable that movies hold a precedence in media just the same as books would. And for me, that started to become the idea of a medium where artists could express um, their intentions and art behind creating a world. You know, the very fine specifics of you have atmosphere and you've got sound, you know, soundtracks and you've got, you know, you've got the coding, you've got AI, you've got a bunch of things to throw in. Everything from storytelling rhythm in there as well. Sure. Not only is it an artistic medium, but it's an intellectual medium that people can find new ways to advance, you know, artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or even ways that people can train themselves. Like you look at online FPS, you know, CSGO or something like that. I've got, I saw a game and I actually picked it up. I think it was free, but it's an FPS trainer. It's a game made to help you get better at a game completely hmm. about reflexes. Huh. And it's called like, um, I think it's just literally just called FPS trainer or something. What is it? You just like, you just like click on obstacles as they appear really quickly or something like that? Oh, no, no, no. It's like basically think, um, Unity engine version of CSGO with a bunch of bots. Okay. And it's just, it's just got a bunch of loaded in like community, um, le fan made levels. Um, to train specific things like reflex or like twitch uh, shots and stuff like that. Drop shots. Get that dolphin drop. <laughs> yeah, the 360 no scope. There you go. Train your teabagging and stuff. But how's that any different <laughs> than just playing multiplayer online a lot, though? I guess you can get into the fights better or set up scenarios easier. Yeah, exactly. I haven't really used it a lot, so I'm not an expert in it. Okay. It's not really exactly what I was trying to talk about specifically. Oh, fair enough. As much as... When I was a kid, I was told a lot of, you know, like, video games are going to rot your brain, you know, or there's no future in video games. You know, if you don't do your schoolwork, then you're going to become a lazy bum on the side of the street. And like, yeah. granted, I am a lazy bum on the side of the street, yeah, but same. I play video games too, and I have a good time with it. Now, being a consumer of a video game is way, way different than being a producer, though. Like, there are completely oh, yeah. different skill sets. 100%. Like, I think, like, if you're going to be a video game designer, that's way different than... You can't just play games and do that. You definitely have to do your schoolwork. But I think that a lot of these people want to grow up to be, like, Twitch streamers and literally just play video games or stuff like that. Yeah. Or some people want to be video game testers, and even then, that's not as much fun as you really think it is. Definitely. And that's one of the things I was kind of getting at, is that it's opened up a huge field. People didn't really expect to be there. It's... People who wanted to spend their entire lives playing video games for a job. Granted, some people can do that, but it's very, very few. Yeah. And the people who normally get into these fields, you know, gaming design. I was looking at and I talked with a lot of people who are in that field. And 
Though, it is what they want to do. It's a lot different than what they were expecting, because it's a lot of work to make a video game. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into it. Uh, the coding. Jake, you code. Well, I, I know a little tiny, tiny bit of coding. I won't say I code. Oh, shoot. Well, you know a little tiny, tiny bit of coding. These people who know a lot, a lot, a lot of tiny bits of coding are having really, really hard times with creating artificial intelligence yeah. for a game but that's when you see a lot of like cross cross work though like you see them pulling in ai from different games and things like that sure you got bootstrapping and things like yeah, that. yeah yeah or using source engine and stuff there's jobs that have come out of this medium there is beautiful beautiful concepts beautiful things of art that have come out of you know these these mediums and you see you know 2D platforms that tell and move a medium story. Uh, Freebird Games being a good one of them. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. No. Um, Raquel, do you know To the Moon? No, I don't think so. But I think I have for Freebird Games, though. Yeah. So they're basically, I think he's a, a Japanese producer. And he does a lot of, like, heavy original soundtrack, uh, motivated, like, stories and things. One of them is where, like, it's two doctors. They're going to a man's dreams of dying man's dreams to fulfill his last wishes artificially through his memories. And you have a huge dedication of a fan base to these guys' games because they do just such a good job telling stories, you know? Like, you look through the, the comments of the games and it's like, if you didn't cry, you're a monster or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you have no heart. Yeah, when, when I was a kid, you know, the extent of my knowledge of video games, or even like my mom or whatever, you know, I don't want to say or whatever to my mom because I love my mom, but... <laughs> Frankie does. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> but a lot of unexpected avenues have come out of the huge, I, I don't even, it, just an explosion of focus on this territory, and it has so much application in the real world now, because people have wanted it to go in that direction of having application. Well, yeah, since Pong, I mean, it, it has led technology so hard, and that's just, yeah, that's just the nature of it, is developing for that. Because that's like, I mean, if you think about it, it's it's really hard to make a, like, HUD for, um, like, let's say you want to make a, a little floating thing that because it's it's easier to work in the virtual world before you apply things to the real world. And so it makes sense that people are going to build things for video games before they build things for real life. And they're going to model that. And so if you look like modern day, how like the soldiers have like UIs, with, like floating holograms and things that go over like targets. That's just the same stuff you're doing in like Call of Duty. Is oh, that's a good guy. That's a bad guy. That stuff's real. And they're modeling Call of Duty because that's making billions of dollars. And the military's expensive, you know. I was looking up uh, some research by National Center for Biotechnology Information. And they posted back in, I think, 2007. No, it's 2011. Um, they're talking about the real definable increases in people's perception and cognition through simulations and uh, virtual training through video games um, they're actually speaking about a lot of fps and stuff like that do action video games improve perception and cognition mm -hmm. and it was an outstanding improvement above peers who didn't have any training and things like this because they're not actively using a lot of their reflexes like some of these people are i believe it 100 percent. oh yeah definitely it's it's un it's indisputable yeah yeah the evidence there i mean shoot we talk about jake i think you taught me I think you told me about this one, and I looked it up, is Enzo Bonito in, I think, January 19th, 2019. This man trained almost solely, or trained, like, literally solely on F1. The video game. Yeah, the video game. Obviously, they, they had to, like, 
teach him how to drive the F1. The headline um, that he's talking about is called a guy trained on video games just beat a Formula One driver on a real racetrack. Correct. And it wasn't even like close. It was like by two seconds. That's monumental in like a high speed race like this. This is a video gamer. And you got to think about it because you can practice so much more. It's so cheap. You buy a video game and you can play it until your computer stops working. And how many how many hours of track time are you going to get? Versus if you have a car and you have to buy tires, and you have to buy gas, and you have to change the oil, and you have to do all this maintenance work. That is extremely expensive to maintain your skills and build them. Mm-hmm. So you can just physically get more time. How do you dispute the application of video games in the real world as a multi-billion dollar business with you know billions of people who follow this actively and just like have a huge devotion to it? I, I don't want to like exclaim billions because I don't know if billions do. <laughs> I would expect as much. But at some point, you start to realize the huge application this has in real world it's a new art medium and in my opinion i think it's one of the best art mediums because it's full body immersion especially with vr coming out they found what improvements of technologies to immerse their immerse i I don't want to say customers like onlookers viewers the people they're projecting to consumers they found new ways yeah consumers there we go they found new ways to project their art their medium what they're trying to express onto their consumers and they can now do one full body immersion. Well, I don't. I don't want to say full body immersion because you can't smell VR or anything like that. But it's VR. You're in there, and you see how much application this could have, especially in expressing these mediums. And I guess I'll leave it at that. But it's just interesting to me to see how much has grown out of it. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it is a multi billion dollar industry, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, Frankie and I were we were actually just yesterday when we were driving home, we were talking about that because he was like. Because I, he was saying because he plays video games, his reflexes have increased. And I was like, I think video games do increase reflexes, but the question is whether or not it reflect, it increases all your reflexes. I feel like depending on the video game that you play or whatever, it only increases certain reflexes, not all of them. Kind of like similar when you, like I was telling him, like similar when a baseball player plays, they probably have a quicker reflexes to catch something thrown at them or dodge something thrown at them, but doesn't mean, like, all their reflexes are increased. They might not be able to, like, slap something really quick because that's not a reflex that they develop. Right, that's a physical, like, your your muscles contracting is different than your, me- your mind setting off the nerves, you know? So that makes sense. Yeah, so I was saying, like, so I was telling him, like, your reflexes probably increase, but probably not for every single thing. Just certain things that would apply to video games. I think a lot of it is thinking, too. You can make those connections. Yeah. Frankie, do you have a don't you know? Not really. Because you told me one where you said if you don't... Um, you had a couple. You said one... Um, I wrote it down because I wasn't sure if you were going to be a guest. Um, if you didn't... Don't you know if you didn't kill them, don't take the loot. <laughs> loot stealing. Yeah, I don't like that. At RuneScape Wilderness. Some games will like that's that is a pretty big deal. Um, in games that don't auto share loot, if you start picking up your teammates' loots, you're not going to have teammates very long. Yeah, well, I mean, he's also talking about like many players when you have like multiple people, and maybe you kill someone and, like super far away, and you just don't have time to go over there, and then someone else comes up and takes the oh. loot. <laughs> well, I had a friend. Uh, we were playing Rune, or he was talking about how he used to play Runescape, and there's this area called the Wilderness. Where you go over, and it's it's player versus player. PKing in the wildy. <laughs> you get to take all that person's loot if you kill them. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people would go out there 
just to, you know, like, fight each other and get each other stuff, and hopefully, like, base. it was, like, the equivalent of, like, lottery for, I want to say, like, hungry 14-year-olds who couldn't actually do any gambling. they just go out there and see what they could do. One of my friends said, hey, just go out there without, like, any equipment or anything, wait for someone to die and run up and take their stuff. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> Yoink. And he'd, he'd yeet out of there, as the kids would say. <laughs> and he'd get followed by, like, 12 players. And he just run to the Grand Exchange and sell it all. That's funny. And then you lie vastly about what you picked up. Oh, he had a party hat. <laughs> he had a party hat. What is he doing in the willy with a party hat? I don't care who you are. You're not going into the willy with a party hat. There's no way. We might have to do that now, Jake. <laughs> I have a good don't you know, which it works out very well because we, uh, we both have our younger brothers on to as guests. But don't you know, when you're forced to, to let your younger sibling play the video game, you must complain. Complain? You must complain. <laughs> like, uh, well, see, I guess maybe it's not as big a difference for you, but like, for me and Frank, he's 10 years younger than us. So when me and Nick used to play, I don't remember what games we used to play, but you'd have the little two-year-old, three-year-old wanting to play too. <laughs> and you're like, and mom, and mom or dad would be like, you have to let them play. You're watching them, just like Homer Simpson game or something like that. And you're watching them and you're like, where are you going? Go do the activity right over there. <laughs> oh, you're never going to die. Because you, like, you would change out who would play based on who died and they would never die because oh, yeah. they weren't actually doing anything oh yeah that's so funny whoever you have to die twice or 20 minutes like come on <laughs> I've, I've got a counter don't you know oh what's that don't you know when your little brother wants to play a game you're technically good at starts doing better than you you have to raise the difficulty oh of course <laughs> yeah make it a little harder <laughs> you're not playing the game how you're supposed to you're not struggling like i was <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about you must be talking about luke I was totally talking about Luke. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, here, try this game. It's really fun, but it's kind of hard. It's really good. Or whatever. He'd play it, and he just, like, finds a way around all these problems that I didn't because I wanted to go into this thing, like, head first. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you got to play on a higher difficulty or something. <laughs> it's, like, doing better. That's funny. But I never let him know. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Different difficulties. I got so salty once I was playing a racing game. And I set it up, and I set up the difficulty so it's set up like a real car. Because I'm like, okay, it's racing simulator, and so we'll be on fair grounds. And then I got my behind handed to me, and I realized after that I changed the difficulty for myself. And so the other person had the easy handling and the easy racing line and the auto braking and everything. And then they beat me, and I was so frustrated. <laughs> that wasn't me, was it? No, no, it was that college. Okay. I pretty embarrassed myself pretty hard, but it was ridiculous. Like, I was like, oh, let's let's do this race. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, pick a car that you think is kind of cool. He picks the McLaren F1. He literally just sorted by class and then just picked the top one. I'm like, you dog. I should have picked it, too. <laughs> that was lame. I should have picked the fastest car. What is this car? Who makes it? Where is it from? What country does it hail from? Is it front engine? Mid-engine? What is it? Come on, you don't know anything about this car. You just picked it because it's on top. I hate you. I feel like someone's still salty about it. Nah. <laughs> Nobody liked him anyway. <laughs> don't you know, don't beat Jake in a racing game. Nah, nah. I don't mind if it's fair. Only if it's Mario Kart. I don't mind losing a fair fight. I, I literally don't mind losing a fair fight. I think I remember you complaining a lot when we played Mario Kart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I literally don't remember playing Mario Kart with you. Ashley had uh, the Wii remotes, and we used to play Mario Kart all the time. Oh, yeah. You probably don't remember because I think we were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink. We always seem to bring out the Mario Kart when we were drinking. I heard of something called, um, it's, um, oh, I don't remember what they call it, but it, it's like drunk Mario Kart. That's not what it's called. It was something more clever. Basically, the idea is that you get a drink, and you have to finish the drink before you finish the race, but you can't oh. drink and drive. That's bad. 
So you have to pull over to the side uh, anytime you drink your drink. <laughs> that's awesome. It's pretty oh funny. I wish we had known that game. Yeah, me too. I can't play Mario Kart anymore, personally. <laughs> it's been ruined with F-Zero. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're onto something a little different. F-Zero is kind of like, um, imagine Mario Kart, but everybody wants to actually kill you. Not just like, you know, hit you with a shell or anything. They want to actually see your car explode into pieces. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's talking about F-Zero Grand Prix. This is the game that Captain Falcon is from. Oh, okay. Show your moves. Show me your moves. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally go over a thousand kilometers an hour in-game. It's completely ridiculous. It's like an anime, basically. Anime video game, pretty much. I've found myself doing like 0.1 second reflexes on things. Like, I didn't even know I could do. I would <laughs> put down the game after like finishing story mode or something, and I'd go like dodge bullets outside. It was amazing. <laughs> He goes to school in a rough spot. <laughs> <laughs> All the other kids. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we went to a school in a rough place as long as she crossed the bridge. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. The, I guess the only other don't you know, and I, I mean, we have other topics we could talk about, but this is the last don't you know I have written down, at least, is that PS4 users suck, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. We had a game that won Game of the Year, so I can't really say anything. Every game is Game of the Year. You can pick up any game on the shelf and it'll say, oh, Game of the Year edition. It's like, I didn't know this one. No, it actually did win an award for Game of the Year. Which one was it? Her Story? No, I think that was last year. I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a God of War that won. Okay, I've heard that's pretty good. You got a buddy playing that. It was really good. I mean, the God of War series has always been really nice. I've heard there's a lot of glitches in that one, though. Well, there's glitches in a lot of games. Yeah. No, I didn't see no glitches. You weren't playing it right, then. <laughs> I guess I wasn't. <laughs> you should always be looking for those glitches. I know, they're the fun ones. Yep. Man. No. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Every game on PC is going to be game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> if everything's highlighted, nothing is highlighted. Yeah, I mean, the console war whole thing, and then the, the, the PC Master Race thing, it's, uh, it's bleh. It's always fun. But... I feel like you have, a lot of times you have Xbox um gamers and then ps4 gamers they're always competing about which one's the better and then you have computer gamers who are just kind of doing their own thing and then you have the wii the nintendo ones they're kind of like <laughs> so okay so the big thing that that it boils down to is button layout How, do you like a do you like a symmetrical controller um like the ps4 or do you like the offhand controller like the xbox and then why do you like those or whatever so that's that's the big argument but then the other argument is uh, what games are for each one of course the thing with the industry is that there's a lot of like trade deals and stuff um so like oh we'll give you 20 million dollars if you don't release this for xbox okay does that make the playstation better no it just segregates your market and so like when that whole sort of thing is just like money making business big like pushers and pullers i hate that whole side of things then you go to the pc side and you can a lot of times get games for both sides they'll still come to pc and it's like anybody can play anything you can plug in either controller scheme to the pc you can put a pc in your living room and play on your cv the pc does it all it's the master race oh i said it <laughs> whoops whoops sorry jake's not very popular sorry, in my eyes sorry <laughs> Hey, Jacob. No, for me, that button layout comes out to, do you want to get off of school and come look at your button layout looking like a bunch of variables, or do you want it to look like your preschool toy box? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, not, not to dismiss that, but they actually just released, uh, I just heard word of PS5 and the new Xbox, I think, or the Xbox, the Xbox One X come out yet. Xbox. I'm, I'm very big. 
I know the Xbox One X, I think it did come out already. Um, I don't know if they're going to come out with anything. I know at one point they were talking about a VR set for the Xbox, but I don't know where exactly they are in that process. They'll probably use the Windows Mixed Reality headset because they're owned by Windows. That's my guess because that's a pretty good headset. Hmm. That would be pretty awesome. I definitely would get that. But it probably would come out on the X, so I'd have to get the Xbox One. Okay, so I just looked it up. It's apparently the PS5 won't launch in the next 12 months. Okay. I was hearing a lot of hype about the new PS5, and it's it's really kind of weird to me, because Xbox and PlayStation, to my knowledge, haven't really been releasing a lot of new... They've had new models, but they haven't really released new consoles yeah, they in, like, a really long time. And I kind of just, like, got complacent hearing, like, oh, PS4 and Xbox One or whatever, and that's fine. I, none really, like, apply to me. They're inconsequential in my life. You need to get that Uju box or whatever that was. The the Ouya yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And it's like hearing PS5 and just like expecting this whiplash of console wars again. It's like the new Star Wars episode just came out. Oh yeah. Everyone's like, oh, is it going to be Re- Rebellion or is it going to be Sith? You know, <laughs> it's going to be Xbox or is it going to be PS5? And it's looking like actually Xbox is still going to be a bit more powerful, but I don't know. It could go either way. Oh, no. PS5's got, like, another year to release, so I'd expect they'd want to make it more powerful. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to have two new games with it, which are only on the PlayStation. Something like Ghost Tsushima or something like that. And then you have, I think, The Last of Us 2 is supposed to be on the PlayStation 5. That's one that I'm a little, like, I I would love to play The Last of Us. I've heard it's fantastic. It was, yeah. I can kind of play the theme on my uh, mandolin. (laughs) Nice. I think, um, like, Nintendo is really the only one that has, like, consistently came out with consoles every, like, so often. 3DS, I don't think 2DS, 3DS, 3DS XL, 3D, new 3DS XL, and 3DS, or new new 2DS really count as new consoles, except for the Switch. Yeah, I would not call the, the DS, like, handhelds, I don't call it. Okay, that's kind of an interesting thing. I don't really call a handheld a platform, or a, a console, obviously, but yeah. the Switch, to me, is definitely a console. Yes. And I don't know where I draw that line. And it's, okay, I don't have one, but I have a lot of friends who have one. And from what I see, it's absolutely phenomenal. Oh, they seem really good. They're doing a lot of cross-platform stuff with them. They're not cross-platform, but, like, they've got Skyrim, they've got Doom. You know, games Nintendo has never, like, dreamt about touching, they've got it on there now. I know, it's very impressive. I keep hearing stuff like that, and I'm like, how'd they get that on there? And, one, it blows my mind, because Nintendo, I don't want to say, like, Nintendo has always been, like, a, a, a child-friendly. Well, they've always had a more open market. They really have. They do that intentionally. Well, the thing is, like, think about Resident Evil, the entire Resident Evil series on Nintendo. You know, they, they've they had their games. They've had their games. Yeah, it was always there. You had Mad World for the Wii, and Silent Hill had a Wii game. Yeah, and though, granted, it's not, like, overwhelming, they've been roping in so many people now because they've been, like, branching out. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see, especially with their new CEO, uh, or the new, is it the president? New guy, Bowser? Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Just the chief, yeah. the head, I guess. The king. <laughs> the king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see where this goes. I think you're going to find them in a lot more places than they weren't. It would be so funny if he, like, just, like, completely, like, capitalized on being in charge. The next games they have are Bowser Kart, and Bowser Party, and <laughs> Bowser Universe. That'd be really good. For the longest time, I didn't even know that, like, the Wii even had, like, like not the Wii U or the Wii Switch, but, like, just the first Wii. I didn't even know that, like, it could connect to the internet. 
<laughs> well, it was arguable, but yeah. So you didn't read the whole booklet front to back? <laughs> no, I just like always thought because like of the games, it was like the family friend games. <laughs> she thought getting parents' permission on Nintendo Power was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know when you get a new game or console, you have to read the book front to front, especially while your nope. dad drives you home from the video game store. <laughs> <laughs> nope, never did that. Never did that. Oh man, I always used to do that. I get the games and I'd open them up and I'd have that whole book finished by the time you pull in the driveway. Then I'd pop it in and like, oh, I already know how to play this game. Skip breeze. Do they come with books anymore? Probably not. Everything's digital. Do. I'm sure they do if you get them. They, they, I'm, certainly they have to if you get them like physical. I don't think so. Did the Mortal Kombat have a booklet, Frankie? Mm, not that I know. Of. What? Oh, I thought that they came with the book. That's. Yeah heresy the case is really cool it should have like a 100 page booklet with like bios for all the characters and their special moves and everything <laughs> that's how it should work Get what game store here. are you coming soul, from <laughs> soul caliber had that no it's not the game store that does it it's the the companies that make them yeah but she said you read the whole booklet by the time you got home from the game store oh. i'm saying which game store are you <laughs> I'm, going to i'm a fast reader i know you just home. learned but uh <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, I'm not mean you skim and whatever, but I would definitely do that. So that kind of brings up an interesting topic that I was talking with my friends about the other day. We were talking about how it seems like a lot of difficulty has been taken off the shoulders of video games with the development of the internet to modern day internet. And you think about like there was a time where if you wanted to, if you were stuck on a game, you can just look it up. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah. You had to go to a library and you had to check out like Nintendo Power or something, or you had to like wait till all your friends figured it out, or till word got around, or you know MySpace somebody posted it or whatever. I don't know. Go to game FAQs. That's where it's at back in the exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> we used to just solve it. <laughs> And that was an interesting topic for me to talk about because it was something I was never really raised in. Mm -hmm. By the time I got kind of like really submerged in video games, internet was already like a huge thing. Oh, yeah. And you could find whatever you needed anywhere. Yeah, just walkthroughs on YouTube or whatever. Exactly. And I, I was never really forced to use a lot of that problem solving that the old games like Pokemon. Let's let's just say Pokemon, for instance. It depends because you know if you're pulling up a walkthrough, you've already given up. Well, see, like when Nick and I used to play, like one of the biggest things I've noticed it with is Zelda we all play it. Yeah. And I used to solve all the problems for Nick on Zelda. I used to solve all the problems for Jake on Zelda. Yeah, it's true. I got stuck in the Dodongo Cavern like every time. And I'd just be like, Thor Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like, Frick, Nick, what do you do? And I yelled at For the at record, Nick that too. was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, my Zelda pride. I got to hold it. But the newer ones, I have noticed, like, with, especially with like Frankie and, and all that, they have to like look up stuff. It's not as, I feel like it's not quite as easy. Some of the problem solving is not quite as easy because they expect you to like, like, look it up now. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone ever expects you to look it up, but... Uh, I, I would disagree. Uh, I would no. totally argue the counterpoint to that. And not not to, you know, throw you under the bus, but I think we've had some really sloppy game writing lately. There hasn't been as much focus on creating a medium of art, as I was speaking about earlier, with a lot of game developers lately. You know, you take any Call of Duty and compare it to any Call of Duty, and it's the same game. <laughs> Now, a lot of people would argue with that, though. Some some people have said that, like, the single They play also play consoles, so I don't care. <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> now, the early game, like, Call of Duty's were super good. Like, the single players were just amazing. Like, uh, the original Modern Warfare is, like, a legendary single player storyline. I don't know if you've ever played through it, but it, it is definitely up there. Um I want to knock on the whole Modern War, no, the whole Call of Duty franchise, even though I don't play them that much. They have they have their place. I'm just joking around, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of focus on. I'm like, okay, let me just take the entirety of EA. <laughs> yeah, bring them up. 
Yeah. <laughs> they get bad already. Here we go. Let's open this package. All right. So, uh, loot boxes. End game. Uh, let's talk about the lack of attention to user base. You know, the people that they're actually making these games for. And what they're trying to do a lot nowadays, and I see it and it actually really makes me really sad, is they're making money. Which you'd expect out of a company, a corporation. That's fine. And yeah, for knowing that making money, every company has to, whatever, it's a necessary evil, making money. It is, and you want to support the developers. That's yeah. fine. I'm all, I'm all for that. And in fact, I stopped pirating games, you know, like yesterday, just so that way I can... I'm just kidding. <laughs> you want to support the developers, and that's fine. And every gamer knows that. But it gets to a point where you see them trying to rope more people, more and more and more people, into their user base, rather than making a product for the devoted fans who've been there for a long time. And these are the people who grew up on FAQs, and these are the people who grew up on solving really hard problems and things like that. And they're not getting out of these games what they used to. And I don't know if it's just lack of inspiration of game developers nowadays, or if it's literally just a need for money uh, due to like different medias and things like people pirating. I don't know if pirating is still that bad. Like, I'm sure it is. Like, I guarantee it is. But there becomes a point where developers become accountable for what they put out. And you see this in games like the new Metroid Prime. I think Metroid Prime 4. I think I was talking to you about this earlier, Jake. They actually stopped the whole production of this game. It's, I think it's Nintendo was working on it directly. Oh, oh, oh. I see what you're saying. Basically, what's happening was they almost had the entire game done, right? The community it's like has been waiting for this game for like 10 years bleeding wrists devoted to this game you know it's it's like half-life 3 for them mm-hmm. you know they're, they're waiting on this game for a long time they're like it's coming and they had the whole game done done like ready to ship it out and they brought in the guy who did the original games and he said this isn't right they scrapped the whole thing and they said it's not coming out for like another year year and a half or two and the, the community was completely fine with that they're like, yeah, it's just do what you got to do. We just want a good game. Bingo. The tough thing is that that is so expensive. And if you're not Nintendo or, or some big industry, you physically can't do that. You have to go. We got to get it out. We'll do better next on, on the second version. Anthem. <laughs> At Anthem. <laughs> nice one, Frank. <laughs> I mean, that game, like, I think they, like, literally started, like, the month it was coming out. Because it's literally just the same thing over and over. I, I was playing it last night with the same friend I was talking about with this and just reading and i just happened to glance around the bottom left corner of the box and saw ea so that's funny (laughs) yeah it's i I didn't play it enough to actually depict what was wrong with it but a lot of repetition and you you get more focus on flash and drawing customers in than you do about giving out a solid product anymore it makes a lot of gamers very untrusting of developers nowadays i mean the developer they need to start make playing their own video games They, they need to play it because I heard the people who made Anthem didn't play any of it. Hmm. Which one's Anthem? It sounds... I'll Google it. It sounds familiar. It's not really worth the Google. <laughs> <laughs> it had such a good... Like, it had something good going on. You know what happened? <laughs> they gave up when they heard the announcing of Borderlands. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what happened. They're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Borderlands is going to be the best. Yeah. Did I see like four billion guns or something like that? I don't know if it was a meme or not. I wouldn't put it past them to put that much. I really wouldn't either. It, they're phenomenal. And I haven't played a Borderlands. I've just like, I know the hype behind them. They're pretty fun. They feel a lot like Destiny or um, we were playing, um, what were we playing like a second ago? Warframe. We were just playing Warframe. It feels a lot like that, but uh, a little more cartoonish, um, more Fallout, less Space Marine. I see. I play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, Minecraft is so good. That's a good topic, actually. Yeah, let's talk about Minecraft. 
Raquel, what's your, what's your, like, what do you think about Minecraft? Don't you know, when you play with Jacob, oh you have gosh. to build stuff that is illogical, because oh it gosh. drives him crazy. Oh my gosh. Raquel's existence in life is to troll me. Like, stuff that can't, physically is impossible, so like, a floating building. So, I'm, we're playing together, and I'm building this beautiful tower on this hillside over this bend, I've picked the perfect spot, and I've built it, and I'm designing it into the mountainside, or into the Extreme countryside. Extreme biomes drilling through a floating rock. Uh, wait, are you, are you talking about me? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was a whole different playthrough. No, no, no. Okay. This is a little more natural. So I built like a castle with a wall going along, and it was just nicely placed. And then right, right, right next door, Raquel has just a flat rectangle, rectangular <laughs> prism jutting out over like, imagine if you had like a magic floating bridge that you just got tired of magically making halfway and turn into a house that's what it looked like and it was bright blue or something i spent so much time it took me forever to make it because i had to make all those like blue concrete powder oh yeah so i can make a blue concrete building and then you go inside it's like all rainbow garish as possible and i mean wow as long as you're having fun but yeah each room is a different color So I put up a beautiful wall, so I couldn't see the eyesore from my tower. It's really good. It was all one color on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, it hung over, like, it was like, like a valley kind of thing with a river down at the bottom. So basically, you could just jump out, jump, like, over the, like, railing and into the water. Yeah, like a little diving board. That's pretty handy. You can go fishing, and you can go fishing, too. Like, just right from your, like, little, like, I had, like, a balcony kind of thing. You could just go fishing. That was a fun little Minecraft session. I, I was actually really happy with my little tower thing there. We should all play a game of Minecraft. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or or we should play a game of, like, Tekkit. Ooh. I don't know what that one is. Tekkit is modded Minecraft, so you can, like, build a quarry that automatically digs an area for you, and you can pipe all the resources back and have them automatically, like, turn your ore into dust, and so you get two dust, and it, like, macerates them. Then you can make two ingots out of those using machinery and stuff. I think it's when you play that, Jacob. Very possibly. I've, I've played a lot of it back in the day. I think that's when I saw it. <laughs> Imagine Minecraft grew up. <laughs> and that would be Tekka. Yeah, if he said, oh, I could use a machine to water this farm. I could use a sprinkler. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if I could, like, automatically milk these cows? It's like refining uh, human life. into, And that's when you start, like, realizing that, like, the whole purpose of life is automation. And, like, future is, like, bleak because we're just going to make robots do all our jobs. And you start, like, thinking down that headspace and get really terrified. And then go, wait, 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 come back. We're just playing Minecraft. <laughs> Well, I haven't done that yet, thanks, Jake. Deep existential existential crisis from uh, this children's game. (laughs) Here's the thing, though, is that Frankie has a PS4, so he can't play Minecraft with the rest of us. Darn. What do you mean? I have a computer. Uh, PS4 isn't cross-play with Minecraft. Oh, you have a computer. He's got a toaster in the kitchen. Everything runs <laughs> Minecraft nowadays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just go outside. We could all play together. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. You go live across the country. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a different server. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he does have a computer. We could do that. That'd be fun. We do keep talking about doing that. The Java version, I can play in my, in uh, VR, and that's just mind-blowing. But if I'm playing the cross-platform while you're on um, the Xbox, if I'm playing the, the app version, I cannot play VR. Don't you mean mind-blowing? Ooh. Ooh, sorry. It really TNTs my head. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I definitely want to try your VR set when I come visit. Oh, for sure. There's Whenever so that much, may be. so much to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's super good. We got a VR arcade. Uh, just down the street from my house, and I literally have not gone to it yet. They've got an arcade with VR, a 10-minute walk, a 5-minute walk from my house, and I have not gone. We have, like, a whole bunch of those everywhere here. Well. There's actually a VR maze 
in, um, I think it's like Hollywood. Interesting. Like an actual like maze you're in, like real life maze kind of thing, and then they have the VR set. So you're going through this maze, but with the VR set, it looks like something completely different. That's pretty crazy. So next time we come out, we should check that out. And then uh, we have like a VR arcade in every single mall. <laughs> pretty good way to do it because it's such a hard buy-in. But to do it as like an arcade, brilliant. Great way to do it. I think there's like this one place in downtown. I think it's called Two Pits Circus. And it's got like arcade games and like a restaurant and a show and stuff like that. But some of the arcade games I think are VR. Nice. That's pretty fun. Yeah. My dad and I were going to check it out at some point, but he didn't get off work in time. So we didn't do that. Oh, I gotcha. Don't you know, if you're visiting your friend's house, you're probably going to get the the bugged up player two controller. Third party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the Mad Cats controller. <laughs> Interestingly enough, having four controllers for my GameCube. Controllers are kind of hard to come by for like older consoles and newer consoles too. They're heck, they're heck and expensive. But people don't make original GameCube controllers anymore, right? You know, you have to go to one of those ones that have all the like older consoles. Yeah, the the retro game shops. Yeah, or the swap meet. You would think going to a STEM school where everyone plays video games. That they would learn to wash their hands before you hand them their hand them your limited edition GameCube controller. Oh no, no! Wipe your boogers on your pants first. <laughs> and so now they get those very thin plastic ones that you gave me for my for Christmas, Jake. <laughs> That's a good, don't you know? Don't you know? Clean your hands before touching someone's controller. Yeah, for oh sure. yeah. Like if you ate or something, whatever. Keep you know? your Cheetos to yourself. <laughs> Your gamer fuel stays off the controller. Yep. That's pretty funny. The only problem for me is I, I, my hands start sweating. Oh, yeah. When you get right into the game and you're, like, really intense. <laughs> I know that for sure. That's funny. Don't you know the youngest sibling always gets player too? <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's funny. I like that meme when it's, like, when your friend starts con- uh, complaining about the controller, so you kick his butt with that controller. <laughs> they swap and still grind him in the dust, and then he never comes over anymore. Oh, <laughs> Does that happen to you, Jacob? Oh, man. That's so funny. I wish I had friends. (laughs) I don't have any anymore. (laughs) Uh, That's so funny because home field advantage is so – because it's like – you remember when we played – I would bring people over to play Crawl. You remember playing Crawl, Jude? I introduced you to Crawl. Oh, you did. That's right. Oh, that game is so good. And I would bring people over and then just stomp them and I'd feel so bad. You don't feel bad. You liar. Because it's a fun game. But I'm, I don't want to just let... I, I think it's like, oh, I let you win is like more embarrassing than just killing him, you know? So on, on the topic of other controllers, um, let's talk about like um, the, the couch side-by-side local multiplayer. That's something that definitely favors consoles more than um, PC. Don't you know that when you are going to a friend's house to play video games, you bring your own TV. You bring your own TV? I've never heard that rule. That's craziness. That's what my brothers did do. What? That's what brothers do. My brother has his three friends over. There's times where he's had four other friends over, and they all have big, giant TVs. What the heck? That's crazy. What do you do? You plug it into, like, so it's like split screen, but each one in different TVs? So, well, like, everyone brings their own console, too. So it's, like, all set up. So no one's doing, like, the local multiplayer. So, like, a lot of games don't offer uh, multi-local player. They do, like, you have to be onto different consoles to do it. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Online multiplayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about, like, you going over to your friends, throw some old school Halo in. If I went over to, like, I, I had a friend named Richard in high school, and if he was like, hey, you want to come play some Halo? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, bring your TV. I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. We're just, that's crazy. I actually, with that new Halo that came out, 
Um, not not Halo Five. It was like the Halo Collection before the fifth one came out. Yeah, the Master Chief Edition. Yeah, when I first got my Xbox, I actually did that. I took my um TV and we and I went over to Amberlynn's house and I stayed the night at her house and. We play, even though it has the option to do the split screen, we played on two different TVs. We <laughs> were playing the game. I mean, that is pretty cool, and that is the better way to do it, but, I mean, yeah. that's, I can't always do that. <laughs> you don't get that line. They still do that. To this day, they all bring their TV over to a different person's house. I saw this one meme. It was like, kids these days don't know what it's like to set up a LAN party, and it shows these guys running across this parking lot with, like, the um, laundry baskets full of computer towers and stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've seen memes with this where this where people bring their own TV and it's like a room with the people and they have like the TVs in every little area that they could possibly fit it. That's pretty good. I mean, it sounds like so much fun. If I, granted, I told you my nostalgia machine, my GameCube. I can't bring my GameCube to someone else's place without bringing my mini CRT. Oh, nice. I enjoy it so much. Oh, that's a good one. That little. Oh, yeah, I'm posting images to the... We can't see these on the podcast, but... Oh, I was giving you that that one with the 3D printed steering wheel. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What was that? I was thought that was a 3D printed steering wheel. That's pretty crazy. I wonder how well that works. Um, He said it was pretty well. Nice. So, like, you treat that as, like, a steering wheel for... Like a racing game. Oh, that's cool. They have something like that for, like, the Wii. You, like, insert the Wii controller into, like, a steering wheel. Oh, wheel. yeah. But that works using um the, like, tilt controls. Motion tracking, yeah. Yeah. This one's just attached to the stick, it looks like. Yeah. It looks cool still, though. Oh, it's on, like, a little rack and pinion. I see how it works now. That's funny. <laughs> I thought it was attached to the right-hand thumbstick, but it's I see it now. That's really funny. That actually looks like it works really nicely. Yeah. It's free, I think, on um, Makerspace or something. Thingiverse or something. We will post that on Twitter for people so they can see what we are talking oh, about Oh, yeah, there later. we go. Yeah, link in the description. <laughs> you know would be really funny? If we just didn't do that and just said we were going to? Yeah, that <laughs> might happen too. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We still have the poster collections. I haven't done that yet. It took like over like a week, a week and a half to post Jacob's recipe that he found for oh, the yeah. pork. Everyone's like, man, I really want this uh, crockpot pork, but um, can't have it. So it will go up there eventually. I'll remember eventually to post it. <laughs> I always feel like recipes are like, oh, any pulled pork recipe is going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like it's functional. It's nothing magic to this recipe. Just search crockpot pulled pork and you get He doesn't something. eat pork at all. <laughs> oh no? Why not? Mm-mm. He don't like pork. Pig's a filthy animal. I don't eat filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had pork yesterday though. One time deal. <laughs> it was a one time deal. He had, we went to this ramen place. So it's like a ramen shop in like, a, it's called ramen Naruto. So nice. it like was Naruto theme and stuff like that. So they had a Naruto ramen dish. And that's what he ate. And I was like, you know, that's going to have pork in it. And he was like, that's fine for Naruto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I like pork. I think it's delicious. Probably my favorite meat other than maybe fish. I don't know. I like them all, but differently. No, I, I don't care too much. I'll eat pork. I'm not like Nick and Frank who don't like to eat pork and they won't eat pork unless it's like pepperoni. With me, I'll eat it. I just, it's, it's not my favorite. I'd rather beef or maybe chicken is my favorite. Let's talk about team multiplayer so like don't you knows about let's say that you are you mean co-op i don't have much experience being the worst player on the team but what are some don't you knows for if you're the worst player on the team don't you know doom is a dying game (laughs) (laughs) i was bottom of the team for doom i was doing pretty poorly online i don't know what it was i could not figure that game out could not figure it out so uh, for me 
because I usually am the worst player on the team. <laughs> I usually will try to stick with whoever's actually a good player and try to stick with them. <laughs> that is a really good strategy, and I think that, uh, I mean, that's a big part of it, except that you're the bottom of the team. and Until you blow their cover and then get them <laughs> killed. <laughs> yeah, you usually get the other person killed. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, that's good. Point two. I mean, don't take the best character of the loot. <laughs> when um, me and my brother, not Frank, but Nick, we used to when we played Halo, I would basically just kind of run ahead and just run to the next checkpoint, basically. And Nick was actually the one that did the fighting. And then when he died, I would have to go run and hide <laughs> until he came back. <laughs> I just teleport up in front. Yeah, and then I would run to the next checkpoint. That's funny. Oh, good old Halo. I haven't played it in so long. I played Halo um, online for like the first time when that Master Edition came out. And oh my god, it was so different than playing Halo, the story mode version. Oh yeah, it's a whole different game. <laughs> Completely like different. It almost felt like I was playing different with different controllers too. Cause oh yeah? I could fight off all the aliens, no problem. And then you get into that game and it's like, why can't I kill you guys even just once. <laughs> Poking out too far. <laughs> cool. So let's talk a little bit maybe about some more recent games come that came out. I know a lot of people have been talking about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I literally just saw a video posted by a YouTuber I like. What's, what's your opinion on it, Frankie? Because I know you've played it. You've beat it. Yeah, it was definitely a good game. You beat it already. When did it come out? Tuesday. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it was a good game. Have you been putting a lot of hours on it, or is it, like, small? It, the story mode's small, but it has other things in it. Okay. Which I haven't beat. It was good, but the ending was really rushed. I could tell how rushed it was. Okay. Yeah, with Mortal Kombat, it has, like, lots of other things you could do, like the towers, where you, like, almost like a tournament kind of thing. They have the crypt where you go and use coins that you've earned to open up crypts to get armor and stuff like that. Yeah, they've had the crypt for a long time, or some variant of it. I got the character pass, so when those new characters come out, woo-woo, I'll uh, have them. That's pretty cool, actually. They have a lot of gear. How does it compare? Have you played 10? This is, no, this is 11. Yeah, this is 11. I have 10 as well. How does it compare? Is it better? Is it more features? Uh, I think actually 10 has less features. I mean, yeah, I think 10 has less features. They have Jason and like two or three more others. This one's going to have like eight characters, I think. I thought nine. Oh, nine. Nice. But I don't think they're as cool as features as... 10, though, because, like, come on, you had Jason. This one's going to have, like, it had talk about DC, and I was like, ooh, and it looks like it's going to be the Joker. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> How does that not count? Because when you say DC, you think of someone, one of the superheroes, like Shazam or Superman or The Flash, not, oh, the Joker. I would not think of a character like Shazam. I have never even heard of this character. <laughs> I like how that's the first one you pull up. That's because the movie just came out. Oh, I've seen it, like, okay. three times already. What? <laughs> Joker makes more sense. He, I don't know. Batman would have been cooler. He's a bloody guy. He kills people. Batman would have been killer. People. Batman actually, like, his, like, goal is to hurt the bad guy into talking. He knocks him out. Yeah, but he doesn't kill. Unlike the Joker. I, in some of the comic books, I think he does kill. Yeah, but he doesn't do it. He just doesn't go outside and say, I'm going to kill someone today. <laughs> That's true. You know they're coming out with a Joker movie. Are they? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be as good as the Harley Quinn one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like. I just saw a trail. What? What? I don't remember what movie I went and saw, but I saw a trailer for the Joker. I don't know. He like. It's kind of weird because he doesn't seem very bright in it. Like the Joker's always been kind of almost able to outwit Batman, kind of thing. Oh and yeah. This one doesn't seem very smart at all. He just seems crazy, like him. Dumb brute. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. Uh, so you're talking about modern games. Um, I guess the most modern game I've been playing is Monster Hunter World, which isn't even really that new anymore. It's been out for a few months. I would argue the opposite. It's still super trending, in my opinion. I've got a friend with 300 hours in it, though. Yeah, just... I guess you could do that, yeah. It's not necessarily a new game, but they're about to release that DLC that's going to triple the game, and everyone's waiting on that currently. Yeah, but... There you go. Yeah. Well, I guess I was going to say, like, they're doing that for Path of Exile last year, and uh, that game's been around for, like, 10 years. But it is still definitely a relevant game, I guess. Yeah, so I guess that's the most relevant game I'm playing. Jude's going through Resident Evil 2. That just came out. Oh. Yeah, that game's good. That was good. He's got a playthrough going on. I do indeed. And he likes it. Yeah. There are points that I don't like playing it, but you'll see those in the video. <laughs> it's a little spooky. I think that came out the same time that one of the games Island got. I think it was... Maybe My Hero, I think, came out the same day. So, like, it had a huge giant line when I went to go get My Hero. And when I went, I was like, oh, I'm just getting My Hero. They're like, oh, you can go on in. You don't have to wait anything. <laughs> That's funny. No, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. Every single moment playing the game, I'm having a really, really good time. It's very well made. I thought I was going to play, like, one like one playthrough, but then I ended up playing, like, four or five. Oh, you've actually played it and beat it? Yeah, I've beat it, like, five times. Oh, nice. Nice. We're not that far. Yeah, I'm on my first one right now. It was really... We're still in the police station. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen Frankie play in like one building. I've seen him play it. And I thought that was the only building that there was for the whole game. And so then when I saw him leave it, I don't even remember what building it was. But then when I saw him leave it, I was like, wait, what's going on? Because he's played it, because like, like he said, he's played it like five times. So I've seen him, every time I see him play, it's always in that same building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just with different characters. So I was like, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing with this character now. Uh, that's and interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't realize it was multiple buildings. <laughs> that's funny. What? It's multiple buildings? What? <laughs> oh, I thought it was just taking place. Dang. I thought it took place only in this building. <laughs> Spoiled it. I was like, that's boring. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't go on with my series anymore, Jake. I thought I it was canon that he dies in there. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to pick hard mode. There have been a couple of canon endings where he's died. Actually, no, yeah, you've, I think you've died just a couple times. Nope, only once. Only once? Oh, yeah. Only that once. That's right. Not too bad. We gotta record another episode of that. We could do a two-hour bonanza here, too. Man, I thought about recording when we were playing a Monster Hunter World yesterday. I did, too. Pretty funny when we were doing that. Um, Something happened. I can't remember what it was. It was pretty good. Is that on a PC game? It is a PC game, yeah. We're playing over Steam. So what about the game that you're playing right now, Frankie? You got so excited. You were, like, rushing oh, me to get, yeah. get to mom so you could get the game. Raquel, oh, when yeah. are we leaving? When are we leaving, Raquel? <laughs> Days gone, yeah. Days gone. I haven't heard of that. It's a dude that people like to say it's a zombie game, but it's not because they, it's they're called freakers, which in they need a like they hibernate, they need water, they need like like things, and they'll sometimes even I've seen a couple of times where they're eating each other. So cannibalistic. Yeah, it's cool because it's not just people; it's also animals and all that. And then there's a lot of people in there, and it really focuses on a different kind I've never really, I don't think I've really seen games, is where it focuses on a bike, more of a person, like a game that, a dude in a bike game. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you have to care for your bike, you have to make sure it's fuel, and then you have to customize it. That's pretty cool, because that's talked about a lot, and like, everyone's always said in Fallout, oh, why can't I fix up one of these cars? How are all these cars irreparable? So being able to have, like, a bike in a game kind of like that sounds pretty cool. It looks like it's a wilderness survival kind of stuff. Sorry to say, it just came up upon a review that says 20 hours in, Days Gone is an ugly, miserable experience, a quote-unquote. That's what I've been hearing, too, but I haven't got... 
Everyone's been saying that it's glitchy and terrible, but I've never gotten a glitch or anything. Frank is just, like, immune to glitches. I know. (laughs) (laughs) know. Or maybe Frank just thinks it's part of the game every time. Like, the guy just, like, teleports (laughs) into the sky, and he's like, huh, good artistic choice. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I thought it was really good and it's different. (laughs) (laughs) I just think, I don't know. It just seems like everyone wants to hate it because PlayStation does so good now. That they don't want to accept that another game of theirs is doing really good. <laughs> They're taking it personal. Yeah. That's funny. Him and his defending his PS4. <laughs> I mean, shoot. God of War and Spider-Man did really good. And then now you have Days Gone and everyone's hating on it. I don't see it. People love to hate on stuff, though. I think people are happier hating something than they are enjoying something. Like, it's <laughs> some, some certain people. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, it would get boring if we were like, oh, yeah, the game was perfect. Oh, yeah, this game was perfect, too. Oh, yeah, every game is perfect. It would be really fun, but, like, would it? I don't know. Maybe that would be perfect. It's definitely <laughs> not the worst game this year. I already know that. <laughs> What's the worst game this year? Well, that's a good discussion topic. I don't know. Well, then how can you know it's not this if you know it's not? Because I know one game that was worse this year, but I can't remember the name of it. It's like in my head, but I can't remember the name. I don't think I've really played it. I haven't played too, too many bad games. I'm going to have to put some of these on Twitter, Jude. Oh, I just saw this. He's got a whole bunch of master uh, PC Master Race games. <laughs> I, I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Any input device you want. <laughs> That's fun. That's funny. Well, here's a, you know, I was thinking about it because you guys were talking about Resident Evil and dying. I was thinking a good discussion would be when playing video games. Should there be like checkpoints when you so for when you die you go back to, or do you think there should be no checkpoints? Um, hmm. so you're talking more about like rogue games where it's like one life and then you die and it's gone like hardcore rogue. Yeah, because like I mean, you think about it, when you play like arcade games, you don't like you might have like three lives or something like that, but then once that's that's it, that's game over, you have to start over. Whereas Halo has it where you got like all your checkpoints, you just kind of go back to whatever checkpoint, and so you only have the one life. I'm gonna pull in it depends where like certain games have different feels and different pacing and stuff. So like you play something like Don't Starve, which has been real popular this last couple weeks. And way back old, too. Mm-hmm. But where it's, like, intended to be a rogue. And so you go in mm-hmm. one life, and that's how it goes. That makes that game part of what it is. Whereas other games, like like Halo, you were saying, where you do get the checkpoints. That's supposed yeah. to keep the pacing. Because if you had to restart the whole level every time, it's going to get more frustrating. People don't play it to ha- I mean, some people play it for a challenge, and you definitely do. Rage quit. <laughs> yeah, but lots of people, like, you want to feel like the baddest dude ever, a.k.a. Master Chief, you know? So if you're getting <laughs> severely punished and smacked every single time, nah, that's not the way to play that game. You're supposed to feel like a hero. So now save scum it, go back. That's how I play Fallout, is I save scum. I found that game I was thinking about. What was the game? It was called Left Alive. Left Alive. And you said it was bad? Yeah, I heard it was pretty bad, and I've seen some videos and it looks terrible. <laughs> Yeah, well, you haven't played it, you can't say it <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of them don't play it. Days Gone, they'll say it's trash. It's because they watch videos. <laughs> so I think I only have one more topic here for us to discuss, and it is getting... I don't know if it's quite our two-hour mark yet, but it's still definitely our longest podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, real quick, Jude, what do you think about checkpoints? Because I know that you had to make a decision whether or not to use ink ribbons in your Resident Evil playthrough. Okay, so you see, it's it's really hard for me because you know I'm I'm already really about like the difficulty. Yeah, you like a brutal challenge. I really mm-hmm. like a good challenge. He'd rather play for two hours and make twenty minutes of progress, but feel like he did it. I'm trying to process what you just said. <laughs> 
I'm saying you spend like two hours doing the same spot. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. So you might have like 200 hours in a game and not be done with it. It's a 60-hour game. I, I feel like Jake said it very, very well because obviously we come from a lot of the same background. Um, yeah, that's very true. We experience games. We kind of more like appreciate a lot about more the intent of the artist's design and basically what they're going for. When you take a, a classic and true rogue game like that where you get one shot at the game and you die, it, it's kind of like the whole spiel of it is that it's about seeing how much you can make in the difficulty of a single lifetime in, in a game. You know, like Don't Starve or something. Granted, there are ways to come back, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of the draw of these things. Now, a well-made rogue game can be amazing, but a poorly made rogue game can turn off a lot of players. I mean, you, you think back on like the days of like the really, really old consoles, like um, I think the Genesis or something like that. You'd be playing like Contra or something. And you die and you got to start all over again. Oh, yeah, or like the arcade coin guzzlers. They're intentionally hard. Excuse my not having knowledge if, like, I wasn't on the Genesis or whatever. I don't really remember. No, it's okay. I don't know what it was for either. I mean, there was a time for that. And I think that thing's time has passed for bad rogues because they met a purpose. And it was to kind of appeal to a, a clientele. Um, whereas nowadays, you kind of get more like a specific uh, genre of people who play video games now. and. A lot of them do analyze a lot of games for things like that. You talk about the let's talk about Resident Evil again. You know those those ink ribbons. The thing about those old Resident Evil games and using ink ribbons. Real clarification: ink ribbons are uh, tokens that you have to use in order to save. And so, if you have six ink ribbons, you can only save six times, and then you got to find more. They're like usable items that you have to use to save. And so, the entire draw of that is to invoke the fear of losing progress. That's the whole point. In in that aspect, it kind of, that's the whole draw. The fear is not of the zombie. The fear is not of actually dying or experiencing pain of your character. It's about being set back. Mm. And that's the whole draw of the game. To me, that breaks my immersion sometimes because it pulls me out. If I'm thinking about, do I have enough time to keep playing this game? I'm not thinking about, is my character going to survive? Am I going to be eaten by a zombie? I'm thinking... Oh, I'm going to have to restart. I'm going to have to go back and do this differently. I don't want to do that. Well, sure. That's where the fear comes in. Yeah, but that's a very gamey thing. It, well, I suppose. I, I appreciate it, and I guess that might be maybe a specific thing. And, I mean, you don't really play Resident Evil games anymore. Nah, not really. And probably for that reason. Uh, but for me, it's something I, I really enjoy. I, I like to see these alternative gameplay vehicles, you know, these methods of which you progress through the game that add these different aspects of challenge. Now, for games like Halo, you get a really long game. And if you really want to project an incredibly long story or something with difficulty, you know, like a high amount and degree of difficulty and requires ability, then not having checkpoints would make it a very specified group of people who would still play that. Right. You know, but I don't know. I think it all comes down to artists' intent and what the actual community is looking for. And then the the ability to change it up on the fly, too. Like, I think that that's... And it depends on, like, if you're playing a single-player game. Going back to Fallout real quickly, um, is, like, you can you can choose if you want to save scum, whether, oh, I'm going to save and then throw the grenade, oh, I didn't kill him, I'm going to save, and really ham it up. You can, but... If you really want to, like, appreciate that game and live with your mistakes, then you, you can kind of pick where you want to go. I know that I would not save scum a game like The Witcher because I would want to live with everything I did. Yeah, exactly. And I think it comes down to more to the ideology of open-endedness in games. You know, it's a very modern concept. Right. Being able to experience the game exactly how you want. You can't 
really define specific aspects. Like you think of Detroit Come Human, where you've got all these uh, different choices you can make that change the out outcome mm-hmm. of your situation. And it's important that you're able to define how these games work and how you want to see it. Because that's how you get the final product being a game about choices. you know. But some players don't want that. Some players want to cheat in a bunch of uh, console codes and fly and glitch the game out. And they want to become all-powerful beings that never had to work for a single diamond block. You know, <laughs> you know, some kids, some kids like to read books. Other kids like to throw books. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, well, I guess saying more about that, I don't like to cheat personally. I feel like that takes all the fun out of a game. But some people are completely into that. When I'm going in God mode, I know that that's like the the last time I'm going to play that game, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's that's particularly why I like difficult games and I like rogue games a lot because the more difficult a game is, the longer it's going to take you to get everything out of it. Yeah. The speaking of the rogue game, it made me it like every time you're talking about it, it made me keep thinking about that um one game that came out when me and you were in college. Jacob was that Slenderman game. Oh yeah. With all the oh. seven papers. <laughs> oh yeah, that was kind of a fun little thing. Uh, I remember when Slender was real big. I miss I miss that era. Yeah. They're supposed to be coming out with a movie for it. Yeah. I think they did, and it was really, really bad. Yeah, but is it the same? Is it the same, like... Do you find it? You could do it kind of like the, um, on Netflix, they have this one game. I mean, this one TV show now, where you actually pick, like, choices, and depending on what choice you pick, depends, like, what route the character goes into. So it's almost like a video game, but it's still like a, it's still like a film. Dun dun. Okay. Raquel, you had you said you had one about mobile games, and then I guess we can wrap up. Um, yeah, I figured. Well, I don't really have too much about mobile games, like in general, but I figured that should be something that maybe we should talk about. I mean, there's a lot of people who do mobile games. Maybe, maybe not really like true gamers, but ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mobile games. It's definitely a very big thing. So we're always on our phones. You know, we always have our phones. So there's always... I go, When I ride the bus, I usually see someone playing some type of game on their phone. Um, I just started playing Clash of Clans again because one of my coworkers plays in. I was like, okay, I'll play too. Oh, yeah. Clash of Clans. We had a good amount of time on that. We had a... We were in a little group together. Yeah. And then Jacob dropped out and Frankie dropped out. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> was all left all by myself. And then you dropped out. The games that require day-to-day playing just kill me. Ugh. I was really big into that at the time because where I was working, we didn't really have any work coming in, so we spent pretty much the whole time on our phone. So. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they are good. They definitely serve a purpose where you... <laughs> I'm seeing all that things that Jude's posted in. I mean, they definitely serve a purpose. And I mean, I've, I've put... Uh, um, a guilty pleasure of mine was in many lives ago. I, I played a lot of Candy Crush, mm-hmm. but only because it's so similar to Bejeweled. It's it's matching three. I like matching Delicious. three. Yeah, I was playing that for a little bit, and then because like, I played it for a little bit, and then I stopped playing. I was like, screw that, I'm not playing anymore. And then I get, and then I see my, and then I moved here. And I see my aunt always playing it, and my cousin was always playing it. And so I started playing it again, and then now I haven't played it. I don't, I don't even know if I still have it on my phone. Go through phases. Yeah, pick it up and drop them, pick them up and drop them. A lot of the games I stopped playing, like mobile games, um, because they require you to basically be on your phone the whole time. Yeah, they're inten- intentionally designed like that, so you're looking at ads while you're playing. Yeah, because like, I used to play that family game, that family guy, the family guy game, and I got tired of playing it because for you to get like the special like prize at the end, you have to do all these challenges, but for you to be able to 
accomplish all the challenges, you have to be able to do it in like a timely, like each thing has a certain time. Uh-oh. So if you don't like come back to the game right as that first challenge ended, so that you could do the next one, then you will run out of time before you beat the whole thing and get the reward at the very end. Uh, and I was yeah. like, screw that. Who can do, who can be on their phone this whole time? And you got ads the whole time. So, yeah. Do you? I, mean, I don't know that game. Uh, not, not on Family Guy. I don't think there was ads. Oh, I don't know. I had no idea. So. Yeah, I just, I don't ever want to be a slave to a video game. Okay, how, what about our discussion with ads? Because that's a good topic to bring up, especially with mobile games. Because that is like a big thing when it comes to mobile games is when you have your console games and all that stuff, you don't ever have to worry about ads. No, because you paid for it. Mobile games are like a legit thing. And so it's kind of like some of them will let you pay and not have the ads. What are you guys' opinion on it? I don't know. I, I don't. A lot of times if I have to deal with ads... I won't even play the game at all. Yeah. Unless it's something like... There's some games where, like, every time you go to, like, the next level, it'll have, like, a new ad. 30-second advertisement for something. And you go to click X, and it's actually part of the ad. And it's like, oh, you are the worst. You're the scum of the Yeah. <laughs> but if it's, like, a little banner at the bottom or something like that, I don't really care. Or if you get extra points. But for it to, like, completely disrupt your game, that's when it's like, no. The question is, is it piece of art? Is it an expression of the artist? Or is it a product? If it feels like a product, if it feels like you're spoon feeding me something or whatever, I'm not interested. If it's if it's <laughs> art, if it's creative expression with a good challenge or something, that's what I want. And ads don't fit anywhere in that. So for me, mobile gaming. We're still on mobile gaming, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Only one with ads. <laughs> for me, mobile gaming feels like you you ever seen the evolution of man? goes from monkey to like in between and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the phone's a step back and this is natural selection. That's where I'm going to leave that. <laughs> For our viewers at home, he's posted a picture of the monkey and then stands up because of Neanderthal and he's got the tool on his back and then he's hunched over looking at his phone. It's like he's devolved. That's how I feel. And I feel like it's a necessary step for humanity to take to weed out some people. And I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> I'll post it on Twitter. That's funny. It's just, why would you play? Why would you invest more time on your phone pretending to play any sort of game when you could be like at the forefront of games i'll play devil's advocate kind of looks like he's holding a nintendo ds or a switch right there (laughs) well you need to get your eyes checked (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with game boy i mean portable gaming and looking down at a screen mom could post that same picture about the game boy because nintendo didn't throw xbox ads and (laughs) i I can't even say that i was gonna say like some uh, never mind ads (laughs) <laughs> Ads run the world, and they're disgusting. And if you to spend more time on them, yeah, yeah. I don't know. This they're not going to get a single ounce of my time if I don't have to give it to them. Yeah, I don't know that like it's worth having a discussion on if ads are a positive thing in a video game. I think nobody's going to admit to that. They're just it's money. It enables that culture, and I refuse to give it any sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about um another big thing with mobile gaming, which definitely throws people off, is um microtransaction. Oh. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, that's a big discussion. Getting the free game, but then having to like buy stuff to to beat it. Like, I don't mind if maybe you can buy stuff and it gives you like a boost to help you like beat it. But for you to actually be able to beat it, you have to buy like whatever this is. Yeah, and there's there's that's a huge discussion point that goes back and forth. Is the um how do you draw that line? It's a very 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 blurred line there. It's like some people say strictly cosmetics. If it does nothing to change the gameplay, mm-hmm. then it's fine. But yeah, and I, I think that's pretty fair. If it's just cosmetic, I think that's a okay. And I also don't like it when it's like you buy the thing and it helps you kind of like and maybe not 
really like helps you beat the game you can beat it without it but it gives you like an advantage over other people because some people like will just spend all the money like if you're like clash of clan you can like spend the money and get like gems and so then you can like upgrade your stuff like so much quicker and then now you're on like a lower level but yet you spent all this money so now your equipment's like a higher level yeah so, so you you're, get... you're gonna have an edge you you paid and you have a gameplay advantage yeah. now it could be argued that part of that game part of the entirety of the game is devoting that time and money to the game to actually get that edge and it's something that other people aren't willing to do yeah but the dev- the devs would love to create that environment oh whoever pays us the most money wins it's like is that a game you really want to play no definitely not i guess you could create it and then just let the market sort it out i don't know one thing i've seen a lot that's kind of on what raquel was talking about is so if, say you're playing a game where you're shooting each other you can buy the better gun, and that gives you a gameplay advantage. Obviously, that's pay to win. What about you can unlock this gun with whatever, but you can pay money to get a bonus experience to earn that gun faster? Is that legal? What do you think? Is that fair? Where it doesn't affect gameplay, but it lets you get to the good guns faster. Is that is that a fair pay to win? I think that's fine. Because, I mean, like the thing, as long as someone else could still get it without having to pay, yes, they might have to to put more time into it but the, if you have to put more time into it to get it then you're all that and you're willing to do that then you're already invested yeah you're probably gonna be a better player by that point yeah so you wouldn't want to like you would want to if you're already investing that time to do something like that then you wouldn't get mad for someone else like being able to get to it because the whole point of you wanting to do it is play the game right let's say you and i start playing though and i throw in 20 dollars and i get it that faster and now I'm beating you the whole time, and you're not even leveling up the whole time because you keep losing and you can't get points. Well, if I'm playing with against you, then that, of course, that <laughs> never, if you die for a stupid reason, rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking player A and player B, not necessarily you and me. I'm thinking equal skilled players. For me, like, I understand where you guys are coming at from this, but I would take a different mindset to this in terms of, like, the developer's intention. If the developer's intention to is to give somebody an edge for paying them, I think that's a skewed game. I think there's a problem with that. But if there's anything that a gamer could give money to the developers to promote the game and they're getting rewarded for that, I think that's a different mindset. And so, especially for like a free-to-play game like Warframe, Jake, like we were playing the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can pay a little bit of money and support the development team who does it all for free and they will reward you with a little bit of an edge over the game. I think that's different than trying to destroy everyone else in the game by paying money that some people don't even really have to work for it's just give it to them by like their parents or something like that yeah i just don't like it in 60 dollar games yeah it's very expensive that's why i play pc sorry just kidding i'm just kidding i just bought it was discounted but i just bought a 60 dollar game this is a good topic topic too i saw something about um like the idea of games getting more expensive and it was a youtube group called extra credits they're really 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 good they do a lot Mm -hmm. of um Uh, videos and stuff that's like lessons learned about video games and how to make video games as devs and stuff but not like how to but like ethical discussions and things anyway um one of the things is like is 60 dollars too much and they got talking that if you look at inflation and everything really a hundred dollars is about where it should be if you look at the product versus all the labor into it but we've held it at 60 yeah i've paid a hundred for mortal kombat Maybe that's because I got the deluxe edition, so I have the character pass. Oh, yeah. I'm talking base game, though. Yeah, base game. You can yeah. always pay more for something. Yeah. <laughs> I think where it comes down to it is also 60 is fine, but when it comes down to 60, then having to pay for this, because 
you can't truly beat the game unless you have like this da- download oh, yeah. content that's or like, the DLC. That's when it comes out. Like, I don't mind DLCs, especially if it just kind of adds like maybe a custom for your character or whatever, yeah. or more characters like for Mortal Kombat. But when it comes down to you can't actually beat the game unless you have this DLC. That's when it's different. That's a scam for sure. I've never heard of that before. I've always seen it as an expansion pack. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any games like that, but I've heard some people... Resident Evil Revelations. Was that like that? Resident Evil 2 Revelations. Yeah, you've got to buy each episode for the rest of the story. Yeah, that's more of an episodic thing, though. I don't... I think if it's pitched as episodic, I think that's fine. You buy the game, and then you buy the episode. <sighs> yeah, I think I think there was... That's too much. Didn't um, Deus Ex, the new one, recently do something like that? Uh, Human Revolution? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I got the game for free. For, well, not for free. I, I got it in a bundle for buying a, a processor oh, okay. and a PC I was building. Gotcha. They're like, oh, here, here's a free game. And then it's like, well, you only get the first mission. He's <laughs> like, I paid like 300 bucks for a processor. For, and got a demo with it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, because like with the Breath of Wild, I got the DLC for that. And they have like... The first DLC had, like, the Master Sword Trials, and that's just a completely, like, side quest. It, it makes your sword uh, more strong, helps you beat the game faster and all that stuff, but you don't need it to beat the game. And also, that's a single-player game. Single-player game, go wild. I do not mind what you let the player buy. Yeah. But multiplayer is, has to be balanced. Yeah. As far as gaming prices, I, I think, like, 40 is about how much I like to sp- spend on games, because I just wait for sales and stuff. I got Steam sales. And usually you can find stuff, but, I mean, it's kind of tough. I mean, there is so much work that goes into it. And the problem is that, like, oh, goodness, as games get more complex, they get more and more expensive to make. I mean, you just have to think, if, you're, if your map is a mile, a, a square mile, you got to build everything in that. And then next year, oh, it has to be bigger, so now it's a 1.25 square miles. Now you have to make more, and you're expecting it to be the same price. But you've also got harder ai to develop you've got a whole different and probably longer story to develop or whatever so it gets more expensive and we're still wanting to keep the price shut the price the same i i think there are counterpoints to that jake um for example minecraft well yeah minecraft is Elite very dangerous. much an exception to a lot of rules but i'm thinking more like gta I mean, GTA 6 is going to have to be bigger. Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6 is going to have to be bigger. You have to keep in mind, though, with some of these, like, yeah, they're bigger and bigger, but they have such a big fan base that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So they're probably selling that game more and more and more, which also helps offset that cost. I think that's a fair point. That is a good point. The thing is, I, I've never really, I, I really like open been, uh, map game, I forget, open world games. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Because it shows like kind of a potential for unlimited like ability to play the game and to enjoy it. Yeah, it's potentially never ending. But there's there's a point where a lot of that becomes unusable, and nobody's ever going to venture out there, and it just becomes quantity over quality. So I see you've played um, No Man's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you stopped. I don't understand the joke. Oh, I was joking <laughs> that it's a that's a case in point of that is qu- quantity over quality. But you have actually played it, and I know that you like that game. Oh, I really did. Um, I haven't been able to play um, since I used since you saw me playing a long time oh, ago. Okay, and I just haven't picked it back up. Basically, what I've heard from critics is that it's it is limitless, but you end up just selling to different different skin stuff. It's the same thing with just different skins. Yeah, that's sure, and that's where I was kind of going with that, and kind of out of experience. 
is that there's a point where you don't really need that extent. People are fine with just a good game. You know, look at how many times they've bought Skyrim. Skyrim's a large, large game, but there's a point where, though everyone's explored it all, they've bought it seven times for different implements because it's a good game. Yeah, at that point, like a sandbox game, you can buy a sandbox and play for millions of hours, like a literal sandbox, and make castles and throw your action figures in or whatever. If you build a good a good base, then your your imagination is the only limit. That's correct. And the thing is, imagination is a limitless thing. And when you incorporate that in a game where you allow the imagination, somebody's creativity, to determine the extent of their gameplay in any aspect, you have potential for limitless ability, given or not how much that's rewarded throughout the actual gameplay. Now, the problem is when you only rely on the player's imagination, you get a game like Fallout 76... It has no content. I'm just joking. I can't trash 76. I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Well, I have seen, I've seen like 45 minute videos tearing it apart. I have some expertise. I've heard a theory. I played it. Oh, what do you think? Yeah. Is it fun? It looks like it's fun. It's just, it's fun, but I just don't like how there's really just, the missions are the same. There's no story mode and there's no like end goal, which I like in games. Some, at least some direction. I've heard Todd Howard. God Howard, the man. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard he made 76 for not to be good, but so they could justify upgrading their systems. <laughs> I've heard the theory about that. And like he knew it was going to be a bomb and they had to market it up very well. So that way it tanked, so they could build up their systems to build Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> and it's, it's a theory, but there are a few theories like that that he's. It to be the, the the nail in the coffin and say, this engine we've used since Morrowind is dead. We need a new one. Look at 76. Yeah. It's done. Some, it's like around that area. Like they uh, needed to justify it to their managers. If they're like... Their managers? He owns the company. Well, I guess really shareholders own the company. Okay, guys. I know my iPad's almost dying. Oh. I think Frank's computer's almost dying. It's coming oh, to the we end. had a whole nother two hours in us. We were going to talk about John <laughs> no. Howard. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. Maybe we'll just each do just one don't you know and then we'll just le end it on that. Huh? And this big long list of Bethesda don't you know just done. Oh. <laughs> don't go too hard until the next game we got. <laughs> That's Frankie's don't you know. Okay, mine is uh don't you know button smashing is perfectly acceptable in fighting <laughs> games. How's that working for you in Mortal Kombat? I haven't played it yet. Frankie hasn't given me the chance to. <laughs> You'll have to follow up next week. Just mash those buttons. Yep. I think that's all I got. I've had a good, thorough conversation. Okay, what about you, Jude? You end us out. Last, don't you know? Don't you know? I'm really hungry, and I've been looking at my foods for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, until next time, guys. No, you're good. Until next time, guys, Um, don't forget to follow us. Don't forget to share us. You can send us some uh, suggestions or your own things for pl um, playing video games at... Twitter, don't you know, pod, or at email, don't you know, pod at gmail.com. So until next time, guys, see ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.